Like I said, good morning, good morning, good morning to you, you and you. This is Kathy Proxavel, UTGRadio.com, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. And um, so we are getting ready to uh, basically open up in prayer. And um, today is Friday. So we made it through the week, y'all. We made it through the week. Whether you were the school teacher going to school, in the school, or you were the student going to school, you made it. Oh, my goodness. Whether you are the employee going to work or the employer providing a place for the employee to go to work, you made it. Whether you are the president of your company or the president of a country, you made it. Oh, my goodness. You made it through the week. Maybe you a king or a queen or something, and you got subjects called citizens. Be kind to them because you all made it through the week. You're listening to me, Kathy Brox, on LUTGradio.com, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. So to all the royals out there, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. To all the leaders of state out there, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Jesus loves you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Hey, check out the shop, all right? <laughs> LUTGRadio.com forward slash shop. Amen. <laughs> the bless yous are free, but you know, since you're here to stay. Anyway. All right. Um, so hey, gonna open up with prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for this day. We thank you, Lord God, for bringing us uh this far. We thank you, Lord God, for your strength, your mercy, your grace, your peace, your honor, your love. We come, to you, we come to you, Lord God, through the shed blood of your son, Jesus Christ. And we just thank you, Father God, for your abundant joy. Woo-hoo. We thank you, Lord God, for all that joy, all that joy, all that joy that is in you. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> Am I going too loud? Thank you, Lord, for your joy. Thank you, Lord, for your peace. Amen. I pray, oh, Lord God, that every person that hears me receives your abundant joy. They don't have to be loud like me, but they can They can just be filled with your joy. Let them know your joy. Amen. They ain't got to do like Jesus and be like, I'm going to go get your mothers. I'm going to go get your fathers. I'm going to go get your brothers. I'm going to go get your sisters, and I'm going to save them all. I'm bringing them to heaven with me. I'm going to bless them. And that's toned down. Jesus can shout, 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 shout. He can also talk calm too. He can preach calm. He can preach calm. But he loves shouting. Amen. He gets excited when he starts talking about his book. (laughs) And guess who is his book? Us. We are Jesus' book. Y'all ain't realize that, did you? We Jesus' book. Just like everybody, everybody outside of my office, everybody in in the, your neighbors next door, the people over here, over there, all those people are a part of your book. You were destined to live where you live in for your testimony, because you may be the one that God put you over there for three months. Your boss told you, Hey, I want you to go to this city for three months, set up the shop, set up the uh, office there and then come back. You were destined to be next door to that person so you could demonstrate what the love of Jesus looked like. Because when they saw you, they go, oh my goodness. 
there's something different about you. What is it? Cause they had been praying months before Lord God, if you real, show me what, what your love look like. Show me somebody that's actually walking in your love and can do, and is doing what you doing and love like you love. Cause that's the only way I'm going to believe. Cause I hear your word and I read your word, but I don't see nobody demonstrating this. You got people, you got pastors doing all kinds of crazy. You got their flock doing all kinds of crazy. Why should I join your church when they doing all kinds of crazy? They doing what I'm doing now. I mean, what's the point of giving up my tithes, giving my 10% of my income to them. And they doing exactly what I'm doing, man. They be, they be standing right next to me in the club. They be sitting right next to me in the bar. They ain't witnessing to nobody. They drinking, they dancing, and they got a wife or a husband at home and they in the club with me me what why do i want to be a part of that when they already joining me i mean they pay me to come into the club it's my club they paying me to come into my club they tithing to me so why should i give anything to them why should i join your church show me what your love look like god i want to know show me what your love walked out looks like tell me what you got show me what you got And so you, the person that that person has been praying for, for God to sin and to witness to them. And all you doing is you going about you doing your day and they just see all the joy on you. They see something that is different about you. You ain't even said a word to them yet. You ain't even said a word to them. I mean, they, they see you and they, they they give you a nod. Like, and that, that means good morning. Good morning. What up? Good morning. Hey. Y'all go on your way. And they see you all happy. They see you around the hotel because they there too for the same thing. You know, the convention or whatever. They there. And they see you just happy. You joy. And they finally go, they go, look, I can't take it no more. What is different about you? Why are you so happy? What is going on? I got to know. What What is this? And you tell them, oh, that's the love of Jesus. Oh, for real? I mean, like, you, like, save, save, save. You're like, well, yeah. I mean, like, you don't get drunk or nothing. You don't go, you ain't got no extra side pieces. Like, you know, your one woman is your woman. Like, like, save, save. You, like, for real, save. You're like, well, yeah. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You rich and you for real, save. Yeah, I wasn't always rich, but. You know, God bless me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You mean to tell me you didn't get a hustle on to get your money? Jesus helped you to get prosperous, to make money? Hold on, what? Look, come on now. Every dude, even a postman got a few holes. Come on now. You ain't got no holes. Dude like, nope. Showed up. He like, okay. How you do that? I need to know how you do that. You doing your thing. You ain't got no hoes. You ain't got no exercise pieces. You ain't, you ain't dealing drugs. You ain't doing nothing illegal. You ain't getting stuff that fall off the truck. You ain't getting stuff to fall off the truck. Do you? No. Oh, snap. I got to know who this is. Look, you and I need a conversation. We need, we need to have a conversation. You're like, well, I'm on my way down to such and such. You know, we can walk together. You got time? You're like, uh, I'm going to make time because I need to know about this Jesus because I'm going to be real with you. I was just asking him because he told him some, give me your heart. 
come on to me, give me your heart. I'm like, Psh, look, you see that preacher over there? And you know, look, I'm like, mm, show me who you are. Show me who you are. That's what I'm like to him. Show me who you are. And then I think about it. And so I said, okay, look, if you real, then show me, show me in 3d so I can see. And so you like, okay, cool. You know what? And you start giving them your testimony about how you got saved and whatnot. And they're like, man, you know what? I really believe that you for real. I genuinely believe you for real. And see, that's the testimony of your witness. When you live a life that is holy unto the Lord, God will use you to help somebody else to understand that they can, they can live in this world without sin. They can live in this world and be prosperous, not hurt nobody, not kill nobody, not take a life, not cause somebody to become, to go, to fall into sin and make money, not be a pimp, not be a drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? Not be a drug user. Cause sometimes drug dealers are like people that already got money, but they just wanted that swag, crazy swag, just crazy. Sometimes they're, they're people that push, uh, you know, prescription pills you get over the counter or stuff you buy at the, at the store. But God is saying you can make it without doing that stuff, without causing other people to fall. And oftentimes when people are ready to leave that life, they need to know, hold on. Am I still going to be able to make money? Cause all these other people, these other Christians, they all poor. I see a lot of Christians that are poor. They ain't got no money or they be talking about poverty. Talking about don't love money. I don't love money. It's a tool. And so you got to be the person that lives a life that is holy unto God. That don't mean that you don't enjoy yourself. You can still go to baseball games. You can still go, go hang out with your friends. You just, you, you want to get your friends saved because if they smoking weed, you can't be doing that. You can't be smoking weed because you know, it, no, you know, if they getting drunk, you ain't, you can't be getting drunk. Why? You got to be the sober one. You got to be the sober one. You got to be the example of Christ. That don't mean give up on your friends. That means keep on praying for your friends. I don't care how old they are, how young they are. Keep on praying for your friends. Y'all know that two-year-olds will smoke a cigarette, right? Because they don't know no better. I did it. Jesse the Planters saw a kid smoking a cigar cigar at eight years old. Six or eight. One of his neighbors. So, (laughs) it ain't no age limit to praying for people. Ain't no age limit to praying for people. So we're going to go ahead and put on the whole armor of God. I'm just encouraging you right now. I believe that you can be an example. Just if you are newly saved and you don't, you may not know everything, right? But one thing you know is that Jesus is real. Then that's what you represent. That Jesus is real. You ain't got to bump nobody over the head. You ain't constantly, you ain't got to be constantly beating on people with that. This is how you, what you do for your friends. You newly say when you say, when you, when you, cause you love your friends, you want them to be blessed. So you simply say, father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you Lord for saving this soul. Meet them where they at. That's all you got to say. Say it in the morning, say it in the evening before you go to bed. You can even say it throughout the day. Lord God, I just thank you. You ain't, you ain't got to do it in front of other people. In your quiet time, where we know when you, you know, by yourself or something, or just pray to yourself, Lord God, I just thank you for saving their soul. 
Thank you, Lord, for their salvation. Thank you, Lord. Don't let them leave this earth without you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You feel me? So you ain't got to do a whole bunch of stuff. You ain't got to have a degree or nothing. You don't have to have all that. I mean, I'm a college educated person. I still say nothing. <laughs> but you, you don't need a degree to to give your testimony, to live your testimony. Jesus already provided for that when he gave you salvation, forgiveness of all your sins. You heard. All right, let's get our armor on. Go with me to Luke 2445. Luke 2445. 2445. It says, Then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. You are listening to LUTGradio.com, WKKP, Digital Broadcasting. And I am Kathy Brooks. Amen, amen, amen. All right, so uh, go with me to Ephesians. Uh, <laughs> uh, I keep, I don't know why. I, um, okay, hold on a second. I want you to go to Ephesians chapter uh, 6, verse 10. And we're going to go all the way through uh, 19. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing at myself because um, almost uh, every every now and then I'll mess up and pull up, uh, uh, type in Ephesians uh, 624. <laughs> all right. So uh, we're going to put on the whole armor of God. And so Ephesians 624 says grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. Amen. So that wasn't a mistake. Amen. So we're going to Ephesians chapter six, verse 10, putting on the whole armor of God. Here we go. Finally, my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Peace. Hallelujah. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Verse 24, Ephesians 6. Grace be, grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. <clears throat> and that's in spirit and in truth. That means in your thought processes and, and in the things that you do. As a man think of, so is he. And as you think, that's what you're going to do. So, for example, here's a good example. I'm hungry. 
So what's the first thing you do? Go into the kitchen, go into the refrigerator and see what's what's available. Look on the stove, where the food at? Where the food at? You know, but if you're the only one in your house, then that means you got to be cooking <laughs> or order in. Uh, all right, so here we go. Numbers chapter six, verse 24. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. All right. So I said, as a man thinketh, so is he. As a man thinketh, so is he. The example was, if you are, when you are hungry, you say, oh, I'm hungry. You done thought I'm hungry. You say I'm, you're hungry. And what do you do? You go search for food. So as you have thought I'm hungry. You go and try and satisfy that need, the hunger pains. Your stomach is going, your your brain is telling your stomach growl because this body needs energy. Tell it it's hungry. And then your your, your mouth going, ooh, I'm going to show you some food right now. (laughs) The moment you see something that's edible, it starts salivating going, yeah, that right there. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. And so, <laughs> there you go. Psalms 91. Go with me to Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God and in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth should be thy shield and buckler. Thou should not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and uh, the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I deliver him. I will set him on high because he have known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Isaiah, go with me to Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. For you folks. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, um, you're listening to LUTGradio.com, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. Uh, so for you folks out there that uh, um, maybe you having some issues with like people trying to accost you or bully you or something like that. Um, the word is your shield and your buckler. You don't need to pick up a knife or a gun. You don't need to, you don't even need to, uh, fight the battles yourself. Uh, call on Jesus. There, there will there be times that you may have to fight. Let Jesus tell you when that is. 
I ain't telling you not to defend yourself, but I'm asking you to use the word of God first because you want you, your goal is to get your, your job is to get people saved. That's your job and to protect yourself, of course, but you don't want to say, for example, if you, you hit a person in such a, in such a way that it knocks them out and kills them. So even though it was self-defense, you know, you still got that weight on you. And so if you knock them out and kill them, then now you got to have the faith to bring them back. And so if you don't got the faith to bring them back, don't hit them. You see what I'm saying? And so you can do, go on the offense, um, tie, let them tire themselves out. They swing at you, move. They swing, move, make them get tired. But um, I would say before you even do all that, because you know when people going to come at you, you can feel it. You hear them talking. Start calling on the name of Jesus. Say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, fight my battles. And God will send you an intercessor or he'll tell them to stop. God has told many people to stop and he'll get in their face. And he'll tell them, I said stop. And if he has to, he'll knock them on their butt. Tell them to stop. He ain't. God don't play with his kid, with his children. When it comes to defending you, God will defend you to the utmost. And that person that's bothering you, he loves them too. And that's another reason why he'll defend you to keep them from getting themselves in trouble and to keep them from hurting you. There's a little girl, um, um, Kenneth Copeland, one of his little granddaughters, uh, was in a car with her brother and her, and her parents. And the devil told her, Break his leg because his leg, he was only like one years old and she's like five. And the devil told her, break his leg because his leg was uh, on her. And she said, shut up, devil. I will not. And so she rebuked the devil because you shouldn't break a child's leg. I mean, they won. They don't know. They don't know no better. They won. And so um, you can't always hurt people. Um, because they do something that may, maybe you don't like, you can't always go to the fence and break their leg or break their arm or, uh, hurt them or take their life. Don't do that. Call on Jesus, rebuke the devil. Cause the enemy is trying to, he trying to kill two birds with one stone. So you hurt them, then they in a fence and they won't come to Jesus. And then you hurt them. Then you get in trouble. Either you get in trouble with your parents or you go into jail, depending on what it is. And so now he doesn't kill two birds with one stone, but you can kill two. You can kill that bird with your words. Your words are a stone. Your words are whatever you need it to be. And that's a rebuke. And so, uh, if you ever hear a voice in your head telling you to go hurt somebody, don't do it. Say the Lord rebuke thee. Shut up devil. There's an app. Uh, by this pastor, uh, Winkler, uh, he, uh, oh man, what's it? Kyle Winkler. He has an app called shut up devil. And I got it on the resource page. Check out that app when you, after the show, not right now, check out that app download and gives you like little scriptures that you can say, uh, that'll help you with different, uh, trials and tribulations. And the way he developed it is because he was having the same problem. The devil was constantly coming at him. And you'll hear his testimony. His testimony is a lot of woes and mm, me's. And then he discovered, hold on. The word of God says I can come up out of this woe and mm, and so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that. And I don't like this and I don't. And he was always offended, always offended. And he said, wait, wait a minute. I, I can't be offended all the time. I'm trying to preach the gospel and yet I'm offended at all the things that these people are doing. So he realized it was a devil 
It was the enemy that was bothering him. And so he got the word of God when he got the word of God and started confessing the word of God and got it and got it put to the point that instead of being offended at what people would do, he would start preaching that he would start saying the word, what the word says concerning that. And he got a lot of people delivered as well as himself delivered. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, he ain't, you know, he could have used his muscle cause he got, but he used the word of God instead. And he got a better reward because he got his, he, his mind is sound, his body is sound, and those people receive the gospel. So that he got, he got the best deal right there. So check that out. It's called Shut Up Devil by Kyle Winkler. And it's on my resource page. So check him out. All right. You're listening to LUTGradio.com, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. My name is Kathy Brocks. Amen. Check out the uh, shop on LUTGradio.com. We uh, need, uh, I would love, love, love for you to buy some stuff from there because uh, I kid you not, uh, that's how, uh, that's one of the ways that we're using uh, to get the, keep the gospel on and to, I, I keep saying keep the gospel. God provides a way for us to keep the gospel on. Um, but, um, why am I revealing this to you? Okay. So the last time, uh, uh, the way I get, the way I've been able to keep the show on this year is from that COVID money that was sent from the government. And so, um, I had lost my job, uh, and it was cause I was being accosted. So, um, my doctor was like, look, you either, either need to accept that they're going to keep hurting you. Or you need, to, well, she didn't say that, but that was the gist of it. And so basically she was just telling me, you need to leave this place because it's not going to benefit you. They're going to keep hurting, you know, cause they kept hurting me. And she's like, and she's just looking at the list of the things that was done. She's like, basically without really saying it, she's in, they're going to end up killing you if you stay there. Cause of all the things that, cause they, they hurt me so bad that, um, a lot of people don't know that the muscles in your arms go to your heart and they hurt me so bad that my heart was being affected and I'm recovered now. My heart is strong as a strong as an ox or a horse, you know what I'm saying? But, um, they hurt me so bad that my, I could, I felt myself dying. And so I, I felt my heart just shutting down. It was just, it was like, Ooh, and I was like, Oh snap. I was like, Oh, Oh man. And so I, I, cause nobody could help me at that point. No one could help me. And so I just started calling on Jesus cause he was the only one that I knew that would be able to help me. And I tried to explain to them, um, what you're doing is hurting me. And the, and, and so what they did was hurting me. And then the doctor gave me medication, which made it even worse. And so my heart was trying really hard to, um, to recover, but I couldn't, I, I, it was just really difficult. And so I said, okay, well, I'm gonna have to get off of this medicine and I'm gonna have to not do this hard, late, do this, um, because they would do things like stack stuff up so high and then it would fall on me. Or they would do things like put water or soda in the floor and I trip and fall. They would do things like hit me in my back or just grab me, like manhandle me. And it was just, it was too much. It was, it was just too much. Cause so it's like when I would reach a point of recovery, they would come and hit me again. And then I would start back. I would have to start all over again, recovering. They would come and hit me. And then I would have to start all over again. And to them, it was just, Oh, it was nothing, but you have twice the muscle as I have. 
and I'm telling you that I'm injured, but you keep hitting me. And so as much as I didn't want to pray for them, I had to pray for them. I had to pray for them. That was the only way I could get them, you know, to ease up. And they, but they kept coming back. I was like, okay, well, they just feel with the devil. And the, and the doctor's like, you need to leave. Just, just leave because, and she was like, she is, it was at the point she was like tearing up. Like they just, they gonna hurt you. They just, and so anyway, I'm just, I'm summarizing it. Um, and so how I pay for this before, uh, for this year was through that, uh, COVID money, that $1,400. And so it costs a bit, um, to run this at this level, which is not a lot compared to other radio stations, but there's a lot of things that I'm not able to do that other radio stations are able to do because I don't have the money. I just don't have the money. And so I'm believing God for the money to do the things that I need to do to get the radio station up and going. Like I could really use some help, um, with the, uh, marketing. That's why I always ask y'all to share the link, share the link for me, help me out. Um, if you can buy something, buy something, if you can donate something, donate something, you know what I'm saying? Cause, um, everything on it, everything on here is free. When I put something up that's free and I put a price tag on it, that's just like a sponsorship. But the thing is free, you know what I'm saying? And so, and so I made it free somewhere. And if I put a price on it, it's just, I'm trying to raise money. I even put on there, look, it's free over here. But at the same time, I'm just trying to raise some money so we can do X, Y, Z. So I'm not holding any good thing back from anybody. All right. And so today's show, uh, even though it's freedom, it's freedom Friday, we call it, uh, I call it restore, amen, deliver and restore. So that's today's show. You listen to LUTGradio.com. Um, um, go ahead and, you know, share the link, LUTGradio.com and be a blessing. My name is Kathy Brock. So, uh, the first scripture is Isaiah 46 and four, Isaiah 46 and four. It says, even to your old age, I am he, and even to whore hairs will I carry you. I have made, and I will bear, even I will carry, and will deliver you. And uh, the reason why I, um, I'm looking at that is because um, I got to thinking about what was happening, um, and whore's hairs is gray hair, until like old age. And, um, I was thinking about, uh, the hurricane in the Louisiana, uh, Alabama, New York, California, California is like burning. And so, um, God promised would well, Jesus pay the price on the cross for this whole world. And that we're to this earth is to be like it is in heaven. Like it says in Matthew, uh, chapter six, uh, Verse nine and ten it says, "Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth, uh, on earth as it is in heaven." And so this earth is a, to look like heaven, but it's burning on the west coast. It's flooding on the east coast, and in the south you got the the devil, the the hurricane breaking up stuff and trying to take lives. I mean, it it is it's just a bunch of crazy. But see, in heaven. The atmosphere in heaven is calm. The weather in heaven is good every day, all day. Ain't no hurricanes in heaven. Why? Because ain't no sin in heaven. Ain't no sickness in heaven. None. None at all. And so we, being in the body of Christ, have the right to decree what is in heaven 
to be in the earth because Jesus already said that it is to look like heaven. The earth is to look like heaven. So we have the right to have perfect weather every day, good weather every day. Even if it's snowing in one part of the place, we have a right for it to be blessed and to not overtake us and not take a life. We have a right to not have car crashes. Amen. Go with me to Leviticus chapter six, verse three through five. It says Leviticus six, three through five. It says, or I have found that which was lost and lieth concerning it and sweareth falsely in any of these and any of all these that a man doeth sinning therein. Then shall it be because he have sinned and is guilty that he shall restore that which is that which he took violently away or the thing which he have deceitfully gotten or that which was delivered that which was delivered him to keep or the lost thing which he found or all that or all that about which he hath sworn falsely he shall even restore it to the restore it in the principle and shall add the fifth part more thereunto and give it unto him to whom it uh, appertaineth or apprehended appertaineth in the day of the tri- of his trespass offering. So what does that mean for us? What does that mean for the people that went through this hurricane Ida when that's going through the fires, the enemy, the devil that took that stuff that caused that hurricane, those hurricanes, that, that wind and all that stuff. That's demonic activity, hurricanes, demonic activity. I know they got a science name for it. I'm aware of that. I ain't crazy. I I learned, I did, I I studied it in school. I get it. I know what it is by science. I know that. But I also know what it is by the spirit. And I know that that, the wind is not supposed to pick up and walk. The wind is not supposed to pick up, act like, and look like a top and walk. That's spiritual. That is spiritual. And it's demonic. It's taking lives. It's tearing up stuff. And it's taking your stuff and all the pictures of your grandbabies and your children and your husband. And it's throwing it all over the place. What is it for? To put people in despair. To instill fear. So that you will curse God because God made the earth. And whenever something bad happened, people say, well, God, why did you let that happen? God, it's your fault. I ain't going to believe you no more, God. Jesus is your fault. And Jesus is like, I didn't do that. I didn't do it. That was not me. I didn't even allow that. That wasn't me. What you say will manifest. As a man thinketh, so is he. The enemy, first we going whatever you think, what you think will manifest. So I know we got people that chase weather storms and chase things like that. We got people that, that are instilled in fear say, well, I, I, I hope, I hope this don't happen. Well, you know, that hurricane, it comes around every season. It ain't got to stop giving it an open door. Stop giving that devil looks for an open door and it finds one in your mouth. Stop giving the, stop giving those hurricanes an open door from your mouth. Say in the name of Jesus, 
ain't no more hurricanes coming through here. Ain't no more hurricanes coming through this earth. Nope. Not through this city, this town, this earth, this country. Nope. Not through this place. Not even on the outside of the earth. Ain't no hurricanes going to be blowing up in here. Close all the doors. Like, for example, when you go in the house and you lock the door, which you should, you close the door, you lock the door, you doing it, so don't nobody come in without knocking first. And if somebody knocking on your door that you don't know and you don't or you don't want there, you don't open the door. Or if you do, you use one of them little ring cameras. Yo, what you want? Oh, so-and-so here? No, but I got a gun. Get off the door. <laughs> don't tell them you got a gun. I'm just playing. <laughs> but you tell them, look, ain't nobody. No, look, they don't live here. You already know that. I saw you walking back and forth up there. Get on off of here. Go. You ain't got to curse them. Whatever, you know, just tell them to go. Look, so-and-so ain't here. They ain't here. They don't live here. I don't even know who that is. All right? When it comes to this scripture, you have the right to demand the restoration of your stuff. The people down in Louisiana, Alabama, southern parts of Texas, over there in New York, and the Carolinas, Georgia, wherever it was hit, wherever, wherever you get some weather that's crazy, wherever your stuff has been taken, even if it's a thief that came in, in your house in the middle of the night, okay, when you was at work or whatever, or you got a bill that was padded and you know it was padded, that's a thief. And a thief must restore what was stolen with a fifth added to it. So God is, wants you to not even, not, not go hunt down the thief, no. Don't worry about it. This is how you hunt. You speak a word. Pardon me. You speak a word. You decree what you want. And so God wants you to believe for your, for, for your restored house in Louisiana or in uh, New York or in California. He wants you to believe for the restoration of it. And he going to do the work. What good example. Somebody stole $3 million from this preacher. And this preacher like, man, the, the lawyers are like, we're going to sue them. We're going we gonna to take everything. We're going to sue them. And God said, well, what was you going to do with that money anyway? Oh, I was going to buy some TV time. He's like, okay, don't do nothing. I'll get you that money in two weeks. He's like, two weeks. And so he counted it down because he like, Psh, what you talking about? You'll give it to me in two weeks. Now, God had already done so much for this pastor. It was no reason for him to doubt, but he was upset because God told him, don't sue the man. Don't sue him because it was a church that stole money from him. (laughs) They put his books in public domain. That's wrong. He's still kicking. He just wrote the book. It ain't public domain, but because it was in another country, they're like, yo, it was in another country, so it's public domain. No, he had the right stuff and the right registration for that country. They were just like, well, we're going to do what we're going to do. And so anyway, uh, God had this other man to come and give him, come and pay for the, for the station time for that particular country, which was $3 million, had him pay for it. And so he got his 3 million back. It was no need to sue him. So the church, sold the church sold the books and made money because they were trying to get the word that he had written to the people. But they could have did that by just uh, showing them the video or inviting him down there. But they didn't want to do that. They 
They want to get the word to them and make a profit. And so that's the wrong thing to do. Don't take people's stuff. All right. But when your stuff is stolen, God will restore to you what was taken plus. And so God gave him the 3 million plus. And so, uh, um, so don't, don't think that you got to go and fight every battle, every battle physically. The, the, these battles are spiritual wars. And like it says in Ephesians chapter 10, uh, of chapter six, verses 10 through 17, that the, what, you know, this is a spiritual battle. It's not physical. Second Corinthians, uh, second Corinthians 10, four through six says it's a spiritual battle, not physical. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Carnal is flesh, physical. Like you're a carnivore, you eat burgers. Okay. Matthew, go with with me to Matthew chapter 17, verse 10 through 12. It says, Matthew 17, verses 10 through 12. It says, his disciples asked him saying, why then say the scribes that Elias must first come? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Elias truly shall first come and restore all things. But I say unto you that Elias is come already. And they knew him not, but have done unto him whatsoever they listed. Likewise, shall also the son of man suffer of them. And so, um, pardon me, I need my water. And so God is telling you that he already paid the price. There's many disciples and many believers that have been mistreated. That came before Jesus. His own cousin's head was uh, chopped off. John the Baptist was the cousin of Jesus. And his head was chopped off because uh, the the queen wanted his head on a platter. Because he, he was too busy telling the truth. She ain't like that. Why didn't she like that? Because the devil told her. I don't like that. He telling the truth. <laughs> Anytime somebody asks for your head on a platter, don't nobody want to see nobody's head on a platter? They really don't. That's the devil talking to them. Break their neck, break their arm, break their leg, put their head on the platter. And the king didn't want to do it, but he had already gave in his word. Like for example, you you in a say you in a crowd of people, you you out you hanging out with your friends or whatnot, and you say something and you realize that you shouldn't have said it, but you too ashamed to take back what you said because you don't want to look weak. The king didn't want to look weak. He was filled with pride. So I tell you this. Don't be, don't be worried about, uh, what people think. If you say something and it's wrong, repent right there. Apologize to the person. Let's say, for example, you pick on a kid that's smaller than you, you know, or you pick on an adult that's, you know, a little bit weaker than you, not as confident as you go to them and apologize. I had to do it. It was a group of people sitting around talking. They talking, talking, yin, yang, yin, yang. And I joined in. I was like, and I said to myself, why am I joining in this stuff? And I repented. I felt real bad. God was like, I told you not to say nothing. But I was like, man, I just want, you know, want to participate. You know, I just want to be among the crowd. I want to be, you know, he's like, Mm-mm. and so I ended up uh, apologizing to the person. She didn't even really know what I had said, but I said it anyway. She didn't even need need to know that I said it. I said it. I know I said it. 
They knew I said it. God knew I said it. And he said, go apologize. And so I went and I apologized to her. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. But I was like, I said, well, I, I, I want to apologize to her. And I was like, she had liked something that I had wore. And so I ended up giving it to her. And I gave her a whole bunch of other stuff that I had. I mean, she didn't need it. But I just gave it to her anyway because it was one thing that she liked. And so I was like, I'm going to just give it to her because, see, when you open your mouth, you hurt people. <laughs> and so I learned my lesson. It was a costly lesson. If if you, y- y'all don't know me, but I was a clothes hound. I was a, I was a serious clothes hound. I need, even though, even though I, I, I ain't have a whole lot of money and I was shopping at a thrift store, I would go and get the best of whatever they had there and I would turn it out. And so <laughs> I was a clothes hound. And so when I would buy stuff new, I wouldn't buy like, uh, I wouldn't buy like from the dollar store clothes. I do now every now and then if I see some shorts I like. But I would be going into Ann Taylor's and getting those super soft jeans that smell, that feel like butter when you put them on. Oh, they so soft. It feel like silk. I'm not kidding. So soft. Um, and so I would go and get me the Ann Taylor jeans. I would go into Lord and Taylor's. I would go into, uh, now I just realized they might be the same family. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I would go into all these expensive shops and I was shopping and I, I was using cash. <laughs> And so I would work my job and I would go and get my, I would go and get my clothes. I just love clothes. And I realized those clothes had me. I didn't have it. So I was like, forget it. I'm going to just get it away. I'm going to just give it all away. Cause I don't want to be had by clothes. Cause it, that's, it's, it's an addiction. It's no different than smoking crack. Although, well, the addiction itself is no different, but, uh, the results, <laughs> how you look is quite different and how your body responds is quite different. But I say, don't have any addictions. Don't have any addictions. Go with me to Genesis chapter 40, verse 12 through 14. It says, and Joseph said unto him, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head and restore thee unto thy place and thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand after the former manner when thou wast his butler. But think, uh, but think on me when it shall be well with thee and show kindness. I pray thee unto me and make mention of me unto Pharaoh and bring me out of uh, this house. And so they were in prison and so they need an interpretation of the dream and whatnot. And so, um, you can't wait for people to believe what you believe. You can't put your hopes and, well, so-and-so going to bless me. I just know it. Uh-uh. Don't put your faith in a particular person to bless you. You got to put your faith in God. you like, even for my spouse, even for your spouse, here's why. You tell your husband, oh, I want, I want to go get this, this, and this. Because I really like it. But your budget ain't there for it. In order to get it, you got to use credit. And he like, hey, we just paid this credit down. I don't want to go do that. I want to get this credit off of us so we can go, we can get it later. 
maybe later, later. We're going to get it later. We, we ain't doing no credit. We're going to get it later, some other time. Some other time, because you want, you want this beautiful Porsche that you saw. This Porsche is so beautiful. It's $150,000. And he like, I'm not going to pay that note. That's like a house note. I, I don't want to pay that. I don't want no notes. We're going to get it. We're going to get it cash, but not credit. You're going to have to wait. And so you like, and God said, hold on. I asked you to believe for it. I didn't ask you to go ask him to get that. I asked you to believe for that Porsche. Don't be asking him to go get that. And you know that y'all working on paying down credit. So whether it's you asking your husband or your husband asking you, y'all two are one. Y'all working together, right? And so, or you asking your boyfriend, don't go ask him for it. Tell God, Lord God, this is what I want. And God, what God is going to do is he going to search for somebody to bless you with that. Or he going to tell you, okay, I want you to sow a seed here. Or I want you to buy this stock or buy that stock. And then I'm going to tell you when to sell it. God will tell you what stock to buy and tell you when to sell that stock so you can make a profit. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Some of y'all like, well, uh, I'm believing God to do the same thing for me. So I didn't have the money to buy the stock for game stock. I ain't had the money. And I probably should have kept the. I had like one or two and it probably gave me like a thousand dollars or something. Um, but at the time I had it, um, I was trying to, I was listening to other people saying, you know, buy and sell, buy and sell, you know, make a little bit, you know, and so, and then also I was, it was doing a COVID and, uh, all, just like all the money that I was making was just completely interrupted, just completely gutted. And I couldn't make a dollar nowhere complete. I was just, couldn't make a dollar nowhere. And cause I came from, uh, another city, another town where I was completely independent. I paid off five credit cards on my own, paid them all off. And I was good. I was good. And then, you know, so-and-so was like, yo, movie such and such. And when I made a move, when I really consulting the Lord, my money dried up, it dried up. And, um, somebody was trying to help me, but I didn't trust them. Cause I was like, uh, something ain't right. Something ain't right. And, and it wasn't that something wasn't right. It was just that I didn't know to trust because I was so used to not trusting people that I didn't know that that was a blessing trying to get me through this hard time because just so much, so many things had kept happening, kept happening and kept happening. And so when something good came to me, I was like, I don't know that I can trust you. I don't know that I can trust you. And so everything just completely dried up. And I was like, okay, well, Lord, Looks like I do got to trust you. <laughs> I got to trust you uh, for this living. Cause I mean, how am I going to get these bills paid? How am I going to live? What am I going to do? And so I had to just trust in God because, you know, there was just so, so much going on. I was like, okay, I'm going to just trust you. I know you got this. And so, um, even if you hear God, even if you, you know that God has told somebody to bless you and they don't do it. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't harp on them for what, for the, their disobedience. Just tell Jesus, Lord God, I trust you. Lead me in a way to go. You may have to go get a job, even though you're trying to build a business. He don't, he don't normally, he don't have you to do that, but you ask him, Lord God, what can I do? And so he's always going to try and send people to help you. And so receive the blessings 
that uh, he has for you. When God sends you help, that person will never ask you for sex. They'll never ask you to commit a crime. You see what I'm saying? They'll never ask you to do anything that's immoral. They'll never ask you to do anything that's illegal. Why? Because Jesus don't need you to do that. And he don't want you to do that. So the people that come to bless you, come to bless you. And they won't ask you for nothing. Unless God told you to give it to them, they won't ask you for a cent. They'll be like, here, God told me to give you this. Or here, I just want to bless you. And they go on their way. You ain't even got to give them a cup of water. You ain't even got to feed them. They come, they give you their blessing, they gone. That's it. They're like, cool. All right, peace. And they gone. You may never see them again. You may never even talk to them again. You see what I'm saying? Go over to First Samuel uh, chapter 7, verse 13 through 15. It says, so the Philistines, First Samuel 7, chapter 7, verse 13 through 15. So the Philistines are, uh, were subdued and they came no more into the coast of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. And the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel. And Akron, even unto Gath, and the coast thereof did Israel out of the hands of the Philistines and there was peace between Israel and the Amorites and Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. Now, um, you can decree what you want to happen. Now, some of y'all, I just, while I was reading that in the first and verse 13, I saw one of you or somebody, I don't know if it's somebody listening, uh, via the natural, somebody listening via the spirit, but I saw one of you put your finger through somebody's vagina in somebody's vagina. And it was somebody that you have no right to do that to. And so it might've been via the spirit. You need to stop doing that. If that ain't your wife, don't do that. If it ain't, if if it ain't your mate, don't do it. Don't do it. And so if you, if you, if you don't have the covenant right to touch that woman, then don't do it. You're not married to him. You don't have the covenant right. Don't touch him via the spirit. Don't touch him via the natural. Because sex is for marriage. Even petting, that's for marriage. And so what happens is you come under a curse. When you when you um put your hands on somebody that ain't your wife, that ain't your husband, you come up under a curse. I will bless those that bless thee and curse those that curse of thee. And so you don't want that curse. The marriage covenant is a strong thing because um, God takes a back seat, a second seat. God will take a second seat to marriage. The marriage covenant between a man and a woman comes before God. And he's taking a a second seat to your marriage. And so to defile the marriage bed is a serious offense because he done took a second seat to you. And so... And he's in the midst of, of the marriage, meaning blessing it and prospering you. So don't let nobody come in between your marriage at all. Not physically, not spiritually. Some people are okay saying, think it's okay for some man to experience what you experience when you have sex with your wife. It ain't okay. That's not okay for her. It ain't okay. It ain't okay. 
So don't do that. If you have any trouble with your reproductive organs, you tell God all about it because you have the right to be healed. Use Matthew 6, 9, and 10 for your healing. All right. God says you are healed. Say, I am healed. And so again, so the Philistines were subdued. And so you can decree um, what you want and God will restore. So I say in the name of Jesus, we decree according to 1 Samuel 7, uh, 13 through 15, we decree that the weather in heaven uh, is in this earth. There is perfect weather in heaven, whether there's you're in a, a warm area, whether you're in a snowy uh, area, it, there is perfect peace in heaven, perfect peace in the weather and perfect peace in all of heaven. So we decree that now for Louisiana, for Texas, for California, for uh, New York, for the whole United States and for this world. We decree for this world, <coughs> for this earth, the weather of heaven. It is blessed and we call we decree the blessing of heaven in this earth. Amen. Glory to God. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you want to, now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time to give your heart to the Lord. Fishing around for my water. Now is the time to give your heart to the Lord. The word of God says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What that means is you should not perish. That don't mean that you won't. So can a person that is saved go to hell? Yeah. You're like, well, wait a minute. How is that when you turn from God? You go to hell when you turn from God. So don't turn from God. Stick with him. Some people call it, well, it's called uh, committing the unpardonable. Well, it's committing the unpardonable defense, uh, offense. And that's when you offend the Holy Spirit. When you start saying things like Jesus ain't real and Jesus is this and, and all kinds of horrible things. Um. Uh, but the... When you, when you sin, when you willfully put it like this, when you willfully sin, meaning you sin without temptation, you have given yourself over to the devil and there's no way back. That's, that's that unpardonable sin. But if you feel guilt and you feel shame, you have not committed the unpardonable sin. You haven't, you haven't done it. And so Um, if you find yourself doing something that's not right, repent, say, Lord God, I repent, forgive me, show me how to do right. You see what I'm saying? Show me how to do right. I don't want to go to hell. Show me how to do right. And God will help you. So you should not perish, but have everlasting life. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, but want to repeat this prayer confession after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan, sin, 
and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was from this day forward, Lord Jesus. I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead, that I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly, 100%. Make me a light in this earth and the salt that gives it flavor. And from this day forward, I will live for you, Jehovah God, in the name of Jesus, and share the gospel of Christ Jesus with everyone I meet and everyone I know. It's commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. With the evidence of speaking in tongues and interpreting tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Amen. Congratulations, you just got saved on LUTGradio.com, WKKP, Digital Broadcasting. Woohoo! Yeah! All right. Uh, read your Bible every day. Start off with the book of John, chapter 1. Don't miss. Amen. Get yourself a paperback Bible, which you can get on LUTGradio.com on the salvation page. And uh, go to the resource page, download the digital app for the Bible. And then also, uh, get... Uh, What's it? Oh, take the foundation class. It's about 10 weeks long. It says a 10 week is on the salvation tab. It's a 10 week scripture memorization foundations. Amen. You can also read the tab that says foundations as well. Uh, and know this, Jesus loves you, beloved. And so do I. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't forget, share the link for LUTGradio.com and get some swag uh, from the shop. Get yourself the, uh, the uh, t-shirt for uh, put on the whole armor of God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Jesus loves you, beloved. Have a great day. Uh, be blessed this weekend. Whatever you do, um, be kind to somebody. Uh, be a blessing. Uh, be a blessing and know that uh, Jesus loves you. Amen. Be a blessing. And just say, Holy Spirit, what should I do? You know, tell me, Lord God. Uh, amen. I thank you, Lord God, for blessing each and every listener uh, today uh, on the show that have uh, been listening. I thank you, Lord God, for keeping them in your perfect peace. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. And I thank you, Lord God, that your sheep know your voice and another they will not follow. Thank you, Lord God, for the discernment. Amen. Thank you, Lord God, for the wisdom. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading them in the way to go. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. Amen. God bless y'all. Have a great day.
This is you're listening to LUTGradio.com, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. <laughs>